What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. There are those who say, leave well enough alone. If it isn't broken, don't fix it. You don't mess with success. While others have something quite different to say. The new Lexus RX. Now with enhanced dynamic handling and available 12.3-inch touchscreen, it's the best-selling luxury crossover of all time. Reinvented. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. Swaggy with the sound, it's swaggy with the sound, it's spoiler time. No, Danae, I'm sorry. Andrew gets to do the spoiler cast theme song now. I wasn't trying to butt in. <laughs> Andrew, hit us with that spoiler cast theme song. People are strange when you're a doctor. Faces are ugly when you're Mad Mickelson. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Woo! It Woo! is the Sift Pop spoiler cast episode on Doctor Strange where the theme song is different every single week. I don't even like the doors. Because we don't want to give anything away. You don't mm-hmm. like the doors? No. Overrated. I don't know. How do you get from one room to the, the next? I punch a hole in the wall. I only do windows. I have no, guys. You make uh, a portal. Yeah, I make a portal. That's right. You get your sling ring out. Get my sling ring. How much fun do you think that they had with the special effects uh, with fireworks and bandsaws? I'm thinking lots of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The um, second. Uh, it's a spoiler cast. We're going straight to the very last the thing very, at the very end last of the credits. The end. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the second credit extra mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, um, starts off with the spinny thing, which we see. You know, when they're casting spells, yeah, it, it looks kind like of sparklers. sparks. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, but that scene starts with those same sparks, but, but they're from a saw, and yeah. I was like, that's how they got all the special effects. They just used a saw against metal. And now they're showing us behind the scenes. Nope, it was an extra. It was an extra scene. So yeah, yeah first spoiler alert. That second one, just all that's there is to indicate who the bad guy for the second Doctor Strange movie is, right? Like, which I knew before going in because Mordo is the arch nemesis in the comic. Oh. He is the number one villain of Doctor Strange. I kept thinking they were saying Mordor. <laughs> no, like, Mordo. So- there was a one, you for his character. Uh, I know this is definitely skipping around, and I don't mean to no, ruin your spoiler cast. No, 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 no. We skip around. <laughs> but there was also the appearance of Bane in this movie. What? My, my least favorite part was when they were in the time loop against the big bad guy, this big nebulous creature mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. and he was speaking in that crazy t- like I couldn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> oh, Batman. Yeah, so I was like, Bane, no. The bane you of your existence. Born, I was born in the darkness, <laughs> Doctor Strange. Uh, anyway. So basically, we'll kind of run through. There's two. I feel like there's too much here to get into the nitty gritty. Challenge accepted. <clears throat> Go right. ahead. Let's do it. So Dr. Stephen Strange is an incredibly gifted surgeon. Brain best surgeon. Best in the world. He All kinds is, of surgeon. Yeah. Unparalleled. And did you catch the uh, the little hint to a, a flight or a pilot who in a man suit had been shot down? No. Like when he was in a car? No. Okay. So when he was in the car, like, and they were like, give me my newest case. And they're like, well, you have this one over here. He's like, not interested. Not, yeah, interested. not interested. When he's driving that fancy car like a million miles an hour on curvy roads. Exactly. Like, what? Uh, who's, who's that stupid? Kids, so, don't. Don't drive and look at x-rays at the same time exactly. in the rain on and he a was saying, road. I'm not interested at 100 in this. Miles One an of hour. them is what he was like, a, this man in a, in a pilot suit was shot down and now he's uh, crippled and stuff. He was talking about roads from Civil War when he got shot down by Vision. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you guys oh. caught that or not. No, I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, so That's they were talking about how he got roads. I saw the Avengers building. Character. I saw the Avengers building in the, uh, yeah, Stark the skyline. Building. Yeah, Stark Tower. Mm-hmm. But, um, so... He is on his way to an award ceremony uh, to get an honor for himself, pretty much. Gets in a terrible car accident that crushes his hands. Yeah. Leaving insane nerve damage, and he is unable to be a surgeon anymore, and he turns to every corner of the world AKA to find a way. AKA, he also turns into Dr. House. Yes, he turns into <laughs> Dr. House. You, Lori. Everybody watch Chance. Um, so, he's... He is done looking at Western medicine to try and heal himself, so he turns towards the East and the quote-unquote mysticism, though he doesn't believe in it yet. But he hears tell about a man who went to the Far East who was crippled by a spinal injury, and he is now able to walk. The man coincident, uh, not coincidentally, but the man, I should say, who is in that final credit scene yeah. later on. Yeah, so. he went, and I can't remember the name that they use, because um, it with a K... I don't know. Uh, so it was in Kathmandu, but, but it was, was a, a it was a was, specific area. Yeah, he was Kamenshah. He was looking yeah. for like this special word. Yeah, and um, the guy who was able to heal himself, he went there and learned how to manipulate, basically a sorcerer of types, mm-hmm. how to manipulate energy and constantly be healing his own body so that he could walk again. He chose not to stay. Uh, like many of the others do, and kind of fight the good fight of protecting basically humanity from uh, the darkness. ethereal, but not just the darkness, people who visit who aren't supposed to be there. Because in the first kind of post credit scene, Doctor Strange is very interested in getting aliens just back to where they're supposed to go. So mm-hmm. I think that they're just trying to protect Earth from <clears throat> all these kinds of forces. But yeah. he goes there to and meets the Ancient One. Which, by the way, what you said in the the podcast about the ancient one in the comics is an old Miyagi type man. Yeah, makes that joke in when oh, he walks switch? in the switch so much better. Oh, yeah, that's because, so true. You know, if you had read the comics, you would think that's what the ancient one looked like. So it's not only a joke on Benedict Cumberbatch; it's a joke on the audience yeah, as well. Those yeah, those who might know the story well. So exactly. yeah, so he goes, he finds the ancient one. The ancient one uh, turns out is Tilda Swinton's character. She uh, says is, no. Yeah, because you're an arrogant jerk, which he was. Gets yeah. him out, uh, and then he stays there anyway. And so his perseverance leads him back in. Plus, we come to find out later she's you know been to the future so many times she knows 
she knows he's a part of what's you know going to be happening yeah. and going on. She's just mm-hmm. playing her role. She doesn't want it to pan out the way because of you know later on. Mm-hmm. The ancient one um, has been around for a very very long time. No one really knows how long, but it's obvious that she has mastered a lot of power, and you see that when they first interact. So when Doctor Strange first comes, is that the trippiest she, part of the movie? Yeah, for sure. Right? Oh yeah, like, undoubtedly. Hands, hands growing out of fingers. That was growing like out dark of hands. tunnel <laughs> Willy Wonka, Chocolate Factory, dark tunnel craziness. Yeah. It was seriously crazy. The hands turning into fingers, turning into hands, turning into his eye, turning, turning in, into his face. It turning was his, oh, when he grabbed onto his, his iris. Eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is a movie. This is what I meant. And seriously, don't do drugs. This is a very bad thing. But well, you I, don't have to. You can just go see this movie. Yeah, yeah. And just yeah. go see the movie. You will now know what an acid trip could feel like. I <laughs> yeah. feel like this is a pretty cra- that was a crazy sequence of events. But here she is. You see her power, and I love the visual effects on. Anything to kind of do with her, um, kind of just to backtrack, just for overlaid kind of in this start of the movie actually is seeing the bad guys go into a library and steal a spell. Yeah. And then there's this chase scene. We don't know it's the ancient one, but there's this really cool power battle. That was awesome. I was like, what kind of a movie is this going to be? That was like the start to kind of start it off. And then as he gets to, into his own training, we kind of go back into that world for the first time because in between the start of the movie and here is when we're developing his character as this doctor and the crash like you've all, you know, described for us. Yeah. So that was kind of a neat thing. So we're kind of back into this learning about all these powers and these dimensions and, you know, and then, of course, he's really interested in it. And this is where his character starts to lose it for me just a little bit where I don't know how to connect with him as a character as he's learning and i kind of brought this up in the show proper but um he goes to like training sequences and there's been some really cool training sequences in many many movies yeah cool rocky montages yeah this one wasn't one for me no i totally agree well but here's the difference and i think it's purposeful i think the difference is purposeful and i would agree with the sentiment of what you're saying but for this character he is so disconnected from like care, he, like, yeah, like, like he has lived uh, his life making fun of what they do. You know, he has right. lived so in matter is everything. There is no metaphysical for so long. Well, he has long. no good yeah. relationships with people in general. Right. He's and just he's so, so self-absorbed. He's so self-absorbed that he can't pick up any of this. And so what's purposeful is he is he sucks at this. Like, he can't do it. But and then so, all of a sudden he doesn't. But that's purpose. What I'm but, saying is that purposeful. But how did that happen? Because I agree with knew. Danae. No, no, I agree with I agree with what both of you are saying. What I'm okay. saying is they did it on purpose. That it's not an accident. What hap- What they are thinking, I believe, is that for him, his character, the only way to learn how to do this is to have to do it. Yeah. To have to conquer it yourself that without makes training. I guess and I understand so, that. And, and that that is consistent for the rest of the movie that right. he is basically forced to save lives. He's forced to fight for his right. own life. He accidentally comes to the cloak. Like all these things are sort of, you know, him basically fumbling around. It's not like he came into some great superhero power. Yeah. And really his power is his brain, which we come to understand he has that photogenic memory. So he's looking at all these books and he wants to read all these books and he can access all this information because he's read it. Um, but we don't get to see the transformation of him using the power because I kind of want to have an ancient one. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. was rad. Yeah. yeah. But he's not that. He and well, also I don't know that I he believe is now, but yeah he is. But yeah. or is he the great? So I don't know what he, he is. See now. for him for him his training was a switch. And yeah. and once he understood that it was real and the he could Everest get past moment that, you can yeah, call. 
Yeah, it was after that he could do anything because he could read so quickly. He could under once the switch was turned on in him. Okay, can yeah. I ask you guys what you thought? Because this is the other thing I struggled with. What do you think his switch was to turn from who he was into somebody who was willing to make the great sacrifice, time loop, and die over and over again for humanity? I I didn't. That that was progressive. That wasn't a switch. Yeah. I, was there a moment when he had a revelation? I don't. I cannot no, think of a moment. I think it was when he all had the moments revelation. he was talking to Mordo and like learning more about what it means and how there is a greater purpose to not only his life but the life of the planet and the people there. And yes, he is a doctor, so he chose. He took an oath to save lives, and Mordo is kind of playing on that. Like, well, if you want to save lives, this is going to be your greatest calling right here. Where yeah, I guess I can see that too. The theme, the th- one of the themes that stood out to me that I think the movie is trying uh, to get us to buy into is the idea of free will and the idea of yeah. of where power comes from. And the and because what the movie seems to be saying is you can play in the darkness if your purpose is light. I, I see a little bit of that with what the ancient one did to continue to have her lives and how he's buying into that. Because our main bad guy, if it's now going to be more more dough. Mm-hmm. His whole point is you can't break the rules. You got, you know, it has to be legalistic by the book. By the book. And I think what the movie wants us to 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 play with is the idea that it's not that cut and dry, that you have to, you know, be in exist in some sort of nebulous universe. I really liked that. So after he's kind of trained and he, you know, uh, begins to read books, he starts to kind of play around with power. And there's just to kind of progress through the specifics of the movie he could, he gets this eye, which I guess is a infinity stone. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, movie, for spelling that out for me at one point <laughs> in time because I would have totally missed that. I, w- I would have no idea. Do Do you know what infinity stone it, it is? Yeah, that's all leading yeah. to the Thanos. Uh, no, but infinity. like th- there's different ones. Yeah, there's certain yeah. ones in the universe. Do you know which one that one is? I don't know the specific. I don't know stone. either. Okay, so we've been introduced to f- three, or, three four or four. Inf- yeah, so Vision is an infinity stone, right? The Guardians of the Galaxy had their Infinity Stone that, was that they the gave to, one or something. yeah, and then uh, this one and wasn't there one in the Loki? I think that I think yeah, but that's Lo- the one that's uh, Vision now, isn't it? Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I think Odin also has one, I which think, is probably why they're searching for him in the next. Well, that's yeah. the next Thor, Thor Rag- Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, which that was a fun thing to learn, but we'll get to that. So. In <laughs> Um, it finds it turns out that Mads Mikkelsen's character, um, he and his necromancers want to unleash this dark energy called Dormam onto our planet where they believe they will be able to live forever. Right. So I kind of like the uh, villain in a film that believes they're doing everything for the right reason. And this guy is the one that at the very beginning of the movie, you know, went to the library and stole the spell to basically begin to communicate and gain the power to defeat the ancient one so that he could take over. Exactly. And we find out that there's three pillars that are protecting our world from Dormom and the darkness. And they're in Hong Kong, New York and London. And these uh, sorcerers are the ones that are located at each of these pillars and they're the ones that are kind of charged with protecting it no matter kind of what comes in exactly we've also seen already by this point that this infinity stone that he wears allows him to manipulate time he does some cool stuff with an apple well he only has that for a minute like he, then, he, he got that accidental like and then Wong Doctor Strange. and Mordo are like never mess with time it can yeah. create yeah. time loops and you could be stuck in there forever right which is obviously, you know, plays yeah. a part in the, the final. And I thought battle. that was a little too on the nose whenever they did it. I'm like, well, we know what's going to save the day now. 
I, didn't I think even every think movie does. I think every movie does that. They're like, never do that again. It could create something. Yeah, and, yeah, and you're that's like, oh, true. well, then that's what's going to save the day. <laughs> so, um, so these bad guys, the the. The, what are they? I'll just call them the necromancers. The necromancers, they show up at each of these pillars to attack. Yeah. And so just in that moment, whenever Doctor Strange had put on this amulet and started to kind of manipulate um, the forces of life and death and forwards and backwards, I don't know what you call yeah. it, whatever. He's basically spinning the reverse forward yeah. knob but on very a specifically, And he gets But he very gets specifically because he's into... aiming it at like, a, he's when he this comes again later on, he can bring people out and into that. Yeah presence so yes um and then there's an attack and he's blown through a portal so now he has this infinity stone and he's suddenly in london yeah um which is kind of a that was kind of fun Uh, the whole that whole action scene when we kind of got to the action i was like whoa this is kind of picking up i'm enjoying myself mr doctor yeah yeah that was good (laughs) mr doctor that was one of the times i thought was there was a little humor it was that was that was throughout the whole movie there was stuff like that (laughs) Uh, so there? he's he's yeah, fighting really was. Uh, he's fighting Mads Mikkelsen and his necromancers in London, which at first I thought was B Baker Street, which is where Sherlock lives. It's but it's Bleecker Street. Oh. So I was I was like oh, they're doing it, and then they didn't. <laughs> I, I got I, exi- I got excited for a little bit. So he technically defeats everybody. He locks up Mads Mikkelsen's character in this really weird like. Another piece of humor. Uh, holding with the, device. After holding the device, cloak shows but him. after he gets his magic carpet cloak yes. that has a mind of its I own. I love this Clark. Which I didn't know anything about the cloak in from the comics, so I didn't yeah. know that it, it, it was alive. It's like I, imbued. It's like a power. What do they call them? Relics. Relics. Yeah, and yeah. it shows him, but only after breaking through yeah. glass. And and Wong and the Ancient One and Mordo are like, wow, the cloak chose you. That's. It normally the, um, doesn't choose anybody. What is it? Because it's fickle. Yeah. It's uh, fi- it, the um, levitation. Yeah, cloak, cloak of, of levitation. levitation. I think yeah. is what it's called. Yeah, and that was my that was one of my favorite characters because I just loved it. It was like, oh, I like this thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like Blanky from um, you know movies that I saw when I was a kid. Yeah. Or, yeah, it was cute. So then Doctor Strange is like, well, I don't trust the ancient one anymore because now that I've seen what she can do it stands to reason that she herself is tapping into this dark energy to control. Because he read that book. Because yeah. he read the book. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out he was right and that the Ancient One was, in fact, using this dark energy. So then we're introduced but to another battle. Oh, that's what Aaron was kind of referencing in the, the themes of this movie, is that the Ancient One can tap into a power that accesses gives her the ability of long life or never-ending yeah. life. But she also resists the temptations that certainly come with dark magic to use it to manipulate her power. She's still defending humanity. She's still right. defending the natural order of things. And she's all about doing that. I mean, it's it's these, really a conversation lots of people have all the time. Yeah, you know, do yeah. the ends That's justify the means? You know? I, I mean, like exactly. that. And I didn't mind that the Ancient One was using that because we saw, I, I feel like what little we kind of really interacted with her because I wanted to interact with her way more. Yeah. Um, she was so good. Yeah, it was a really, really fun character. She um, she had that element of, she was reserved just enough so you didn't know what she was thinking, but her words were trying to build up. And so I kind of was like, yeah, I, I, you're fine. You can use dark magic. I give you permission. <laughs> you know? But then these other guys, as Doctor Strange said, look at your eyes. Like, yeah. they, you know, they have the obviously crackling. gone. They went... They went too far. <laughs> they, they took it a little too far. So before actually the second battle with Mads Mikkelsen's character, Doctor Strange dies 
and he yes. and he separates his ethereal body from his physical body, and he starts having this battle instead of in the astral, the yeah. astral plane. Yeah. So there are three, there and are that's three the part I was talking about where it was trying to add too much humor and stuff to the movie with the scene with him and Rachel McAdams and like him the fighting the other guy and, yeah. and the jumping and stuff. I'm like, well, you're trying a little or, hard. Or him in the Wong stuff or, you know, like where no, his that, arms reaching through. I like that through. stuff. I like that. No, that, but, I, that, but it's humor. It's humor. Yeah, you're payoff. right. It is humor. That, that that one finally had a payoff about yeah. Wong and the books and him to, to concentrate. I'm not talking about humor not working. I'm talking about this movie was full of humor. Like yeah. there was a lot of humor in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know so, what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the first Thor movie where that kind of wasn't, I didn't think that movie was going to be as funny as it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm pleasantly surprised. I do think that Doctor Strange tried a little too hard with some of the humor. Not a lot of it, just a little over the edge so, on the humor. Maybe this is not, because we're trying to kind of do a quick spoiler here, but when he was, um, when he goes in to, because he's in London, or maybe he sometimes gets to New York, he teleports himself Sling ring. to go into the hospital because he's just been stabbed. Mm-hmm. Because he's just not prepared to fight these guys, let's just be honest. Yeah. He fumbles his way through this one. Um, Cloak helps he, a lot. <laughs> he is on the table, physical body. He moves into the astral plane on purpose, and then he moves into a visual astral plane yeah. where a human being can see him, and he's kind of peeking through that next level. Yeah. And then he goes, "I'm going to have to disappear," and so he disappears from Rachel McAdams' character, who is saving his life on the operating table, and goes to the astral plane level where he has a battle with somebody else that's trying to come at him. One of the necromancers, and then who also wins the astral plane. Right, and then it's ghost versus ghost which was i couldn't like it it was okay i was like whatever we're seeing you know another element of i guess just this world like they want us to understand that people can do astral plane so so they introduced us to the astral plane they also introduced us to the mirror mirror uh which was technically one of the first things introduced we didn't know what it was was happening at that time yes that's true so the mirror world is it looks exactly like our world except it can be changed and what they find out is without that Mads, ramification on without the ramifications. And what they find out is that Mads Mikkelsen's character has learned how to change the physical aspects of the real world outside of the mirror world. And that's what they're trying to stop because if he does that, he has the ability to open up hmm. the world to door. I didn't pick that, that up didn't pick at that all. Either. Oh, they said that, yeah, and they said that in the movie. That's good. I thought they all were able to change the actual real world. Nope. They just Only didn't the mirror because world. of the consequences. Now, they can only change the mirror mm. world. Okay, cool. So, um, they have their second battle change, with Dormammu. Let's w- just describe for a split second that that means Inception on crack. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's oh, when it was so crazy. the roads are shifting and all of yeah, a sudden it's, it's turning Escher into... Escher meets Inception. Yeah. 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 And there's always something to look at. And then there's just things floating around in the air. And you like you literally can't look at one thing for more than a second because everything's shifting and changing. Exactly. So kaleidoscope uh, on crack yeah there it was a quite a quite an adventure whenever he go into that area so mordo and dr strange are fighting mads mickelson and they're losing all of a sudden the ancient one shows up in the mirror world and it, that's when it's revealed yes she is using the dark magic and uh mads mickelson kills her but before she does before she dies she goes to the astral plane strange follows her there and she tries to justify her actions and then she convinces him to continue this fight. And so Strange goes back, finds out that two of the pillars have fallen now. The uh, London one and the New York pillars have fallen. Let's not skip uh, her death scene because it was one of the most powerful scenes in the movie for me. Okay, yeah, it definitely Um, was. Go ahead. um, 
her standing on the balcony as time is at the slightest crawl and there's a helicopter in the air and you see all the details of how the lightning is, you know, in the storm and the rain and they're standing there talking. Um, I found that to be moving. It was, it was really the only part of, maybe not the only, but it was the only part that I remember thinking, this is beautiful. Like both, both visually and emotionally. And I think if there is a moment, where we're supposed to see his character grow mm. in one moment. That's yep. it. It's that moment. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It is that moment. And thank you for saying so, because I was struggling to find it. And you're absolutely right. I think he really respected the ancient one. I think he really looked into kind of, you know, um, who she is and what she represented and what she did. So I agree. That moment was really powerful and beautiful too. And you could, I like that they gave her uh, the emotion and the humanity because she was so, you know, ancient and perfect and everything. And now here, she has this element where she's like, you know, I've seen this moment over and over and over again. It all comes down to this. And here I want to just try to watch the snowfall. It, it really, really humanized her. It did. Yeah. It did. Yeah, I thought and it was beautiful. I think you're right. That was the moment I think when Dr. Strange kind of realized that he has a power and an ability um, to take up a charge. And then, yep, we're zapped right back into their world. We're zapped right back into the fight. We're zapped right back into kind of what has to happen. And that pretty much takes us to the final battle, right? Yeah, so they realize Hong Kong is the only last standing bastion of safety. So they go to Hong Kong, and they're like, oh, man, we're too late. They've already destroyed it. So Doctor Strange realizes, well, you told me not to use the time loop. Good thing I don't pay good, attention to the rules. Good thing I don't pay attention. <laughs> so he turns, I love the effects on that. The, oh, it's so the, cool. Turning back time. In, yeah. Oh, oh that. so cool. The, well, the whole thing of, of the destruction of Hong Kong and the just, it was, it was bad, and guys. It's so yeah. detailed. And then when mm-hmm. it goes backwards. Yeah. That was the best part seeing, of the whole movie for me, was yeah. turning the turning back of time and then fighting everything in reverse. Um, so, there's this, like, there's this uh, corpse that's in the street. That zips back through a car windshield and then into that the car, was crazy. and you're just like, "Oh god!" And there's so much death and destruction and chaos. It's all getting reversed back together in this crazy chaotic scene. And at the same time, there is a real life fight going on where the necromancers are mm-hmm. still in the same, I guess, kind of dimension with Doctor Strange and Wong and Mar- Mardo. Mardo, yeah, H- help me. Okay. Everybody who's fighting with Doctor Strange, he does something to pull them out of the time manipulation. He does yeah. it. How did the what we're calling they're necromancers? A, able how to, were they able to pull themselves out? They of did the themselves. But uh, how? No, Mads Mikkelsen himself had the ability to, and then after he got out, he got his other ne- necromancers in. I, but how? I, like, how does he? I have don't that know. Ability? I'm not a okay. sorcerer. Right, so mis- <laughs> I no no no. It's just a missing piece for me because it seems like that is something specific. Well, I think it was because he was aware of what was going on. There was a moment whenever He's he like, saw no. the spell happening, and I think he just he could feel himself reversing, and he came into presence somehow. That's kind of because you can kind of see him morph out. It is a rad, intense mm-hmm. scene, and we kind of get to the end of it, and something clicks when um, I believe it was Mordor or the main necromancer bad guy. What said happened that he realized time. he couldn't? There was someone something like it's outside of time. No, but there was yeah. something before that he realized he couldn't take it all the way back or something. Why was that? Um, well, his spell, spell thing got broken. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The something spell that was bro- around yeah, yeah. His, his arm got because Mads Mikkelsen did that huge shock wave. Yeah, thing. the yeah, shock yeah, yeah, wave yeah, knocked him out. And so it knocked him out. He came. He comes back too, and he's just kind of like trying to figure out what to go. Everything's frozen in time at that point. Right. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know if that, is that a universal frozen in time. 
No, it no, was just, just our plane. Kong. Our plane was frozen. Just Hong Kong or like the Earth? Earth don't was don't frozen. make me think about that. It's no, got to be Earth. But here. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm okay. just going with well, Earth. Hold on, hold on a second. So let's go with Earth. So then he goes to this other plane no, I'm gonna to go with address. Our universe was frozen. <laughs> to to talk to the bad, the main bad guy, Dormom. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and he puts himself into a time loop so that even if he dies, he he it, it's constant time loop where he comes back. Right, Dormom, so I've he, come to bargain. So he's outside of time, which is the appeal for the necromancers. But he brings time himself there and does a time loop. Okay, so this is kind of like the, the final battle. Right. Yeah. And he says in that. As long as I'm here, humanity goes on. Yeah. But does humanity go on if it's all frozen? No. No. Yeah, I don't I, know. So that Apparently, bothered me. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the one thing that kind of bugged me. I was like, but if it's frozen, then humanity isn't going on. We're all frozen in Here's time. Here's what's cool. Can while I just say what's cool? Time loop. Can I can I just say what's cool? I love having this conversation afterwards and to know that there are parts of all of this where it's just like what, huh? I don't, what's really, like, if you really explore it. But here's what I love. I didn't have any of those thoughts during the movie. Because I, I, was I had just, that one. I, because I was just into yeah. what was happening. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about the movie itself. Yeah. Um, but if- I did, I did like that the idea of uh, a human being using his brain facility to figure out that there's a time loop option here that even though. And essentially, it does trap this great being yeah. that's outside of time. Which we've seen before. Have we? Yeah, in Guardians of the Galaxy. I wondered if he looked familiar. The giant head that they go into? Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's like a same type of being as those giant heads that they went into in <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. So I knew I'd seen it before. To expand on that, uh, Strange realizes he can't beat Mads Mikkelsen because... They've frozen time, and he's like, well, the being that they want to go and live with forever, he lives outside of time. What would happen if I introduced that being to time? So he goes to that uh, dark—he goes into the darkness where this Dormom, this great world universe ender, lives. And he's like, I've come to bargain, and Dormom kills him. Over. And then he comes back. And he's over. like, I've come to bargain. <laughs> and then he's like, wait, I thought I just killed you. He's like, yeah, I introduced a time loop. You're here with me forever. You can kill me as many times as you want. I'll just keep coming back. You are now my prisoner. And Dorman was like, let me go. He's like, nope, I've come to bargain. You leave the earth alone. You can take your necromancers and they can live with you forever, but you leave the rest of earth alone. He's like, fine. He sends them back. Dormom takes the necromancers and Mads Mikkelsen and he like disintegrates them. They turn into some sort of just like dark creature and they get yeah. sucked yeah. into the just become part the dark of the dark. Ether. And Dormom leaves them alone. And this is the thing I loved about this movie. I love the fact that they introduced a character finally in Marvel that could not be physically defeated. There is no way the mm. Avengers or um, Can't strange... just fly a spaceship with a bomb into it yeah. and explode right. it. Yeah. Nothing you... can defeat Dormom. He is too powerful. You can only trick him. And that's what they had to end up doing. And I'm guessing that'll be the same, you know, as we kind of go towards Thanos and those yeah. kind of things. I guess that that'll probably be more and more. Also, the, the, the big payoff happens here when Doctor Strange watches the necromancers get sucked up into the ether. And he's like, you guys really should have taken the entire book instead of the spell because 
the warnings were after the spell. So and then, and then Wong finally laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's the whole I thing did, in the whole movie is I he can't did make like Wong that laugh. Part. I did no, I think did that was fun. Yeah. And it was really fun to see Wong laugh. Yeah. yeah. And also the character who plays Wong's last name is Wong. Yeah, Benedict Wong <laughs> is his name. Yeah. Benedict Wong. Yeah. Really good. Really good actor. So so really here at the end of the movie, what we find is that Doctor Strange is now He's the, also in the Martian, isn't he? Sorry. I just thought I just had that thought. He is now the master over the the pillar of New York. Yeah. So he's kind of set up there in New York and he's taken up the charge of protecting he returns the the Infinity Stone. Well technically eye. now he's Sorcerer Supreme. But they didn't say that. They didn't did say they? that in the movie. Yeah, they did once. He, he oh well, no, they say he's going to be once he masters it because the he necklace yeah. the necklace allowed him to use it. So he's like, well, only the Sorcerer Supreme can use that necklace. So it's kind of like indicating that he's going right. That yeah. He puts it back. Yeah, he, does. And he, he puts, puts it, it back. back. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, in Kathmandu, like that, wherever that one, the mm-hmm. yeah. the training place or whatever where the ancient one was, it goes kind of back there. Um, but then, Chimichanga, yeah, he, whatever it's called, yeah. Yeah, so he kind of takes his place, and I liked that final scene of him taking and rising up the steps, uh, taking kind of his like charge and looking out the window, and um, he's got tears in his eyes. I think is that when the was that when um, the magic carpet wiped his tears? No, that was that was, <laughs> that earlier. was earlier. Okay, I liked that part too. Yeah, and then the movie ends, and then we get an immediate credit scene where he is sitting down having tea and beer with <laughs> Thor. He's like, kind of interviewing I, him, like, so yeah. how long are you guys going to be here? Because I'm kind of trying to keep track of all the aliens, so. <laughs> yeah, and Benedict Cumberbatch, strange, I should say, is like, uh, why have you brought Loki here? We know he's bad. And then Thor is like, we're looking for Odin. Odin. We're looking for my father. He's like, and as soon as you find Odin, you guys are going to be gone, right? And Thor's like, yeah, we find him, we're gone. And he's like, well, good, I'm going to help you. So now we know Doctor Strange is going to be in Thor Ragnarok, along with Mark Ruffalo, who plays the Hulk. Very cool. I'm so stoked for Thor Ragnarok now. <laughs> yeah, I got excited for Thor. That that actually kind of made me excited to see the movie. And that was a really smart tie-in, because it's been a minute since I've really you know, been into a Thor movie. So. Yeah, well, it's been a minute since there's been a Thor movie. It'll be the third one, right? And It'll the, be the third, yeah. yeah. The final, final end credit scene has uh, Mordo showing up and taking the power, the sorceress power, back from the guy who had been using it to Part heal on, himself. Yeah. Dude just um, wants to walk. Yeah. Like, yeah that was, come on, man. Yeah, and yeah. I think what that was, was to set up the fact that we now know that Mordo is the villain. He's taken a guy's ability to walk away. I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful exploration of the negative effect of legalism. I think it's a, like that character could be a really interesting character to me yeah. because the idea of pursuing truth so hard that you become evil is yeah. is really interesting to so me. We so we did skip that, and I'm, I apologize to everybody. So after Strange defeats Dormom, and he's like, and he gets Mads Mikkelsen and the Necromancer is gone, Mordo's not happy. He's like, yes, you defeated him, but you did it by defying the laws of nature, and that's everything that we've always stood against. I can't be on the same path as you. And Mordo leaves after they win. Yeah. He's like, I can't do this. And that's where it begins. And that's where it begins. Arch enemies forevermore. And he says, I, kn- I finally understand what's wrong in the world. There's too many sorcerers. Yeah. Which is a bummer because I was like, hey, if this place exists, this looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. You wanted to become a sorcerer? I just want to make one of those cool orange shields. Yeah, man. Those were awesome. Amazing. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of uh, Sif Pop Spoilers. 
Yay, I got to say it. Sif Pop Spoiler Cast. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. I think we're off next week. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Sif uh, Pop will be back the Friday after that, and we'll let you know the movie. Uh, oh, we're off next then, week. Yeah. What did you want to talk about? I think that's when Arrival comes out, and that's my most we can anticipated talk about movie the, of the year. We can talk about it the next week. Absolutely. If Arrival's okay. out next week, we'll talk about it the following. Okay. Well, I'm on my way to the movies right now. So. All right. We'll go have nice. fun. Enjoy. I'm going to have lunch. Me too. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.